welcome to Layback with Betfair. Joined by the A-Team, we're back. Hello and welcome to a huge edition of Layback with Betfair. It's Derby Day. It's Christmas Day for punters all around Australia. We've also got two great races to feature at Rose Hill Gardens as well. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me is the A-Team panel here, the Prince of Pakenham, Reese Goodwin, Baron of Betfair, Tom Haylock. Reese, welcome, mate. Yeah, thank you, mate. Can't wait to crack into it. A couple of uh, big meetings. Well, Rose Hill's probably not as big, but there's a couple of big races there worth some good prize money. And then... Derby Day, the start of the Flemington Carnival. We're looking forward to it. you got to get excited, mate. you got to pick up. Like, remember that first episode we ever did? <laughs> a bit like that, I you reckon? Like, You're a bit like that. I said, are you excited? He goes, yeah, very excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's Christmas Eve, or close enough, and what a day it is, Derby Day. It's, is it as strong as recent years? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Think? It's it's interesting how many times we've said this is sort of like the biggest weekend in racing. I reckon we've said this maybe three times on here. We've, we've show, had mate. some crackers. I reckon you get one at every track. Yeah, no, so that's true. Get, that's like, true. We had Guineas Day, yep. we had Cox Plate yep. Day, and now I think Derby Day Ooh. headlines. Yeah, Wait till Champions Day. Well, yeah. I was going to say, that Champions Day is it's shaping good. up to be something else, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's fast a Mm. It's fast creeping up, mm. isn't it? It's mm. yeah. Derby Day is getting tired at the hundred at the moment. Because they, they've Day's moved the two thousand meter race to Champions Day, yeah. which I think's taken a little bit away from Derby Day. But geez, one, next Saturday's going to be. Yeah, record. how are you boys going to go getting to next Saturday? You might be a bit tired. We'll too, be tired. You might sound like me. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> I'm going to do this show early we'll and get to dark, get to Oaks Day. We're, oh. No, we're like we're the gold trips of punting. We just keep we bounce <laughs> we just bounce out of we just bounce out of races. Let's head to the lay bin, fellas. Um, there's a bit to to discuss, and my, I don't know why I was playing tricks on me, but Reese Goodwin's got something for the labour this week. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm excited. I've got something. Good. I've got something. Um, this, like, we're in 2023, right? This is just, it gobsmacks me that we still can't have emergencies in the Melbourne Cup because the tab only goes to 24 runners. It's like, are they taking the piss? They have to be. Like, it is, this, a, it is an absolute if I would be absolutely ropeable, either if I was a jockey or a trainer, to find out on race morning that something got a foot abscess, and you knew you were number 25 in order, but you're not even an emergency and couldn't pop. Like, there should, was it there should be emergencies. Was it last year that got scratched? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Wow, there was made room. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. just it, it's just absurd, I think. And I can't believe there actually hasn't been something made to be done, but just for this race at least. Like, quite obviously, you're not going to get any more than 24 for most of the year or any of the year, but surely for our biggest race... In the, in the country, you could sort something out. 100%. I'll play devil's advocate. Oh. Of, course you, of course you will. This will be good. Well, <laughs> I'm just, there's no interest like self-interest. You do shows, you're tipping. How hard is it to factor emergencies into your numbers when all you're, you know, you're building up, you're having a Melbourne when, Cup When two units colours is number 25 in order, <laughs> yeah. we're going to go back to this and say, nah, don't worry about him being first emergency boys. He wasn't that keen. He wanted to do the form for the race. I'd, I would, yeah, that day, if that day comes, then I'll, I'll have to cop it. Humping high, my something, you'll be 24th and something will win the archer. Knock yeah, you knock you out and you're blowing up a tree. I can't stand when there's something in a lightweight or an emergency taking up all the money. What was the one, on, so what was the one on Saturday at Cox Plate that had that bomb trial? Yeah, the blue? Two yeah, the two yeah, 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 the absolute bomb trial. Yeah. And it comes out and there's about $100 deductions mm. out of the field and it just changes shape. Yeah. So um, good arguments either side. 
I reckon it's your best one. That's <laughs> my best only one, I think. Yeah. It's your best, first and best. And he's still <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And he still finished second best. Tommy, what do you got? One from a viewer that messaged me on Ooh. DMs here, our viewer. He, um, loyal. We love our loyal fans. Now, nah, Prince Rubiton on the socials messaged saying one for the Labian, the shadows over the Cox Plate finishing yeah, post yeah. that everyone thought Mr. Brightside. But you couldn't see him when they went from the brightness mm. to the darkness. Mm. And um, no, I thought that was fair. Yeah, good call. I was sitting pretty much on the post. Um, level one, A one seat. Behind the glass, A one seat. No, I was, on champagne. I was, I was, He's I was not like out. You, Tommy. But I was convinced, Mr. Brightside won half a length. Half a length. Interesting. Convinced. <laughs> I was, I he was have, clearly I sideways. <laughs> Watching with one eye open. I was no. I was convinced, Mr. Brightside had won. I had a romantic warrior backer on the left of me, and Mr. Brightside backer on the right, and I was the alligator blood in the middle, and I was. Only I knew I, the yeah, outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I yeah. was watching the race, walking never again around the St. Anna car park, and there was a big screen in the middle of the track. That's where I watched it from. Perfect. And I thought, it was cl- oh, I thought it was close. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see any shadows. It was a fair way for me. Well, the Hayes boys were celebrating, so I'm not the only one. No, I'd wrong. be celebrating no. for but second check I've too. Never, I've never noticed the shadows before. Mm. Cox Plate, though. So. It'd be, was the race run later than most years? Or maybe, because Melbourne Cup's run a week later. Yeah, so maybe okay. it's that. Yeah, Because obviously the... F- <laughs> about old Jane Bunn with the daylight savings. <laughs> well, I just know the, there's something with Flemington and the grandstand. There's certain races they yes, can't twilight run. When... Yeah, cause the jockeys say something about the, the sunlight when they race into it. So yep. obviously grandstands do come into it. So it'd be interesting if they look into it next year. I don't think it was a safety concern or anything, but... So that, you know, Nick doesn't think something's won by half a length. They might look into it next year. <laughs> uh, just another one from me quickly. Side quaddies. We're having mm. a group quaddy and someone's celebrating a side quaddy result. Yeah, the rest of the yeah group that's on. horrific. That's... Hold on. Obviously, that's from the weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any it's... names? No. It's, uh, <laughs> it's no longer that's friends. A, that's a bashable offence. <laughs> don't celebrate Friendship either. circles. Just sit only. there quietly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. celebrate. Can't hear later. Oh, I had it in my quaddy. Or maybe yeah. let everyone know after the day. Yeah. Let him know the next day. Or buy him a drink that night or oh, something. Too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's been a bit of speculation around this one, but shorts, shorts at the Flemington Carnival, VRC. Like, I know Cup Day is going to be 30, and mm. and I've got a pretty good set of pins, but <laughs> I won't be wearing shorts on, oh, I hope across wearing shorts. the four days of the Carnival. If you're wearing shorts on Cup no. Day and you see me, I'll turn around and no. walk the other way. She knows till I die. How about it. the models? They, they looked awful, the mm. models. Oh, I thought it was all right. I think you're jealous. No. Your legs don't look like Did that. Did you get them out? 100%. I've got the whitest legs you've ever seen. Like, I've had leg, my legs out at a couple of... I've had, I went to four race meetings in a row across the weekend. It was a Tuesday. And I had my legs out for about three of them. And and 15 I, degrees. No, what not in St. Arden and Swan Hill it wasn't. No, no. Obviously down here it was. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, and I've caught the bat, a lot of flack for my white legs. Like, I had white shoes on. I looked like I was wearing no shoes. That is blending <laughs> with the legs. So I am not scared to, to, to whack some shorts on. I'd rather be comfortable than... Worry about what I look like to other people. Yeah. I'm not here to impress anyone. Those shorts aren't good. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not having them. Uh, <laughs> boys, plenty of racing to look at. We'll head to Rose Hill Gardens first. We've got the Giga Kick Stakes. We've got the Golden Eagle there as well. Uh, we've got more prize money in one race up there this week than we do across the nine race card at Flemington, which is, an, yeah, which is a emergency lay-in for Reese <laughs> that just got into the field. Um, good four rail through at Rose Hill, Tommy. How are we expecting it to play? Uh, interesting. So first time at Rose Hill since October 7. Um, Rail was in true position in that meeting, and it was probably not obvious to many, but when you do the replays, it was really fencing run. So we had super helpful one race 10. It was behind lead on the fence. Magic time fence leading. Cepheus behind lead on the fence. Montefilia was fencing run before peeling out wide. Macarena set OSL. So 
Um, I think you had to be on the fence or outside lead. Um, Kings Gambit was fencing run. Believe it or not, they all got off the fence in the straight and Kings Gambit had the saloon run. Stanislaus won fencing run. Perossa fencing run. Mission Phoenix in the same race was second. It led. And Felix Majestic outside lead. So um, had to be fencing run that day. And it was a day that I said that Lady Di, Di, Lady Di, Di um, Cool Die was yep. wide and since ran really well. So um, just monitor early. Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's fencing run again. But they were, I think, three rail three back to true. So it was fresh ground yep. fence. Um, interesting. Yeah, well, it'll be fascinating to see how that plays out. That's um, really good insight there, Tommy. Race seven is the Gear Hick Stakes, 1,300 metres. Um, this one's for the little guys in racing, if you want to continue your Everest form, um, Reese, um Just a... Measly three mil for this one here, though. Think about it. Private Eye, they headline the field uh, at the top of the market for Joseph Pride. Cascadian presents here first up, off an excellent trial. And Bellini Patina geez, just continues to be at her consistent best. Do you guys have a firm opinion in this race? Or are you willing to have a bet? What's the bonus? Is a $5 million bonus or something as well if you're running the Everest and win this? They, double. they yeah. must be disappointed with the field they've got. It's like, sure. yeah. Is that like the old um, Wizard Cup and AFL Grand Final where they'll throw you an extra <laughs> mil if you win the three ship in the free It hasn't. You must. You must. <laughs> you, it must it be said. It hasn't really worked. Like, there's not much. Are well, they all scared off? By yeah. The maybe. Well, maybe. Yeah. But should you be for that type of money? I mean, they're not robots. These horses. They can get beat. Yeah. True. So for a three million dollar race with the extra five, if that's what it is, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, Cole Crush looks the leader here, guys. I think. Think about it. Lobs again in the perfect spot. Um, I think we'll get a, a lovely run. Private Eye drawn a little bit sticky again. Mm. Could he be trapped? Wide, you'd think there's less chance in the small field, but gee, he was good last start. I'd rather be with Private Eye at the odds than think about it. Do I want to take, think about a dollar seventy off? I thought Private Eye was a better run in the Everest, but if he's he's just a winner, think about it. If he got headed there by he, one of them, he, he might have. He kicked. never so, really wins by big margins no, either, so. does he? So, so you sort of watch it and go, oh, you know, maybe this thing can turn the tables, but he just always seems to poke his head out at the right time. If he's a dollar seventy on Betfair, I'd be more inclined to lay him than back him. Okay. Yep. I'm backing Private Eye off exactly mm. what you're saying around the price discrepancy. I thought uh, I thought Private Eye was huge in the mm. Everest, flushed out three wide, keeps giving. What I like about this is 1,300 metres, um, this race last year, which was the Nature Strip, then he won this race, ran a career peak in uh, this race last year. So um, I think he's going to be topped up perfectly, profiles similar to last year. Um, the draw a touch sticky. I think they'll get some cover back in the field. We'll, like Think about it. We'll have some a positioning run over Private Eye. Uh, but, geez, he's good. And what a great hand Joseph Pride has in mm. the race, boys. So, I don't think he's yeah. going to bother which run wins. No, uh, not at all. You uh, getting involved, mate? No, not at all. Not for me. I just like to watch the race. Good yep. luck to connections that are going to get a pretty hefty check. 100%. Can anything outside of those two win? Uh, it, it, clutching at straw. No, he's not a first up horse at all. Yes, he's trial good, but he's good horse. Well, first up in the past. He's been a, a while, a few preps third ago. Third in a Memsey two back. A, or fourth yeah, in a, I think it's a few preps ago. Thirteen hundred, maybe if he kicked third off. Third in a Memsey two back and ran fifth in a Canterbury Stakes of a thirteen hundred first up last. So I think that's so. good enough to be winning this. Where's he going to get to from the paint? Yeah, too? that's yeah. the other thing. He'll go to I'll, WA and run well. The only one, the only one that. I think could probably get close to one of their best is probably Ballin Epitina. Yep. But she probably, I mean, we keep saying she's still looking for Sting Out, but she was, I think, behind IME last start. She was massive from back in the field where a lot of horses didn't make up a lot of ground. Like, I think her sectionals were through the roof 
how quick yeah. she ran home. So yeah. she's actually still letting down on good ground. I think it's just the wet track slowed the others down a bit and she's just as good. So, but honest, the draw her, still hurts her again. Her figures are all pretty consistent mm. regardless. It's just that uh, Manicato win last mm. year, which was a significant yeah. peak performance, which out. was on the heavy eight yeah. or nine or yeah. whatever it was. Last the, race of race the two days, yeah. When yeah. it got moved. So yeah. that one's the outlier for her. And I think we often draw back to saying she needs soft, she needs soft. Just with the ratings on that, I think it's more of a case where a lot of horses just didn't turn up because they were there the Friday night and mm. it made the win probably look a lot better than it was as yeah. well. So mm. you've got to be careful of that. Um, there's one to 10 mil forecasts in Sydney as well on the day. So there we go. rain on the day, I tend to look for horses on the inside as well. Um, so another element to add interest as we preview this on a Thursday. So if you get the full 10 mil, then she might come into mm. it. Mm. It's, a, it's an absolute minefield, the weather there mm. and what the tracks are doing so much for me you're overthinking it tom it's back the best horse um, you're, you're on the second best horse. <laughs> <laughs> am i we'll see on we'll see on saturday on the uh, um, race eight is the dead million dollar golden eagle 1500 meters colding colette i'm thunderstruck and i wish i win are the four winners of the race thus far speed here looks good Tommy, Pericles, Hawaii 5.0, Redina, Golden Mile from out wide. How are you seeing this one unfold? Yeah, they're, they're the speed influences. Uh, nine horses with gear change mm. changes coming into this, which is interesting. So they're all trying to find a length or two with the $10 million prize, Paul. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a, a genuinely run contest, a fascinating race. <coughs> I I found it very hard. I'm, I'm focusing on a couple of horses, Hawaii 5.0. Legato and Kovalika. They're probably my three horses of interest. I wanted to give chances to a few others, but the ones I was keen to, to give chances to, I went looking for, have drawn awful. Um, Ruthless Dame with one of those, drawn out in 20. Um, yeah, so a couple of others. Oh, there's international flavour as well I can give a chance to, so I'm not keen to bet, really. Co- Kovalika, do you think she's almost... Is it she or he? He, he, he sorry. He... Almost half the price if you drew inside 10 or inside 8. Like, he was massive in the King Charles. He draws 16. I don't mind that if the track's fair. Yeah, okay. Um, I actually prefer him probably out wide and just with a, a bit sweeping more run. Yep. Blinker's first time, four weeks off, or three weeks off, Blinker's first time back to 1,500 metres. Is that a move that you tick as a trainer? It's generally a... Yeah, I think so. Back well, just Blinker's well, on? It's 100 metres, yeah. I mean, you definitely don't want to be going up in trip. If you know the horse can overdo it, but it's 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 easily done either way. With particularly with Chris, he certainly knows what he's doing. But I mean, ten million dollars. I think a lot of these are dead set here to win. Like obviously, first prize is massive. That's probably why there's as you said nine gear changes. So yep. there's probably a lot here that are dead set prime for this. Um, and it's probably going to just unfortunately for most come down to luck and running. So just a couple of things on Kovalika. That King Charles run at a very slow tempo. There are a few horses um, that were at the back, and we're touching on when they get to Melbourne, but. A tissue is one of them. Barbie's Fox, uh, Hope in Your Heart, sorry, a tissue. Kovalika was one of those as well that really couldn't win from where they were mm. back in the field. And the horses like Fangirl, Mr. Brightside, just had two or three lengths on them in running. And that was the difference. Kovalika was fantastic. His splits were fantastic. Third fastest 400 and 200 of the, the meeting, which is impressive yeah. over a mile. Um, Barry's suddenly found some form. I don't think the Barry's too much of an issue. Got to be a chance. Strengthens that form line if Kovalika wins as well. And then you've got a lot of those mares mm, running around in the Empire right. Rose later that day. So you might see some market moves <coughs> yeah. post that with a little bit of form, Frankage, Tommy. Hey, I just want to, I'm going to side with the Legato in this race. I think you are yep. as well, Reese. And I, I think this is a classic. It's just another indictment on futures markets yeah. as well. So you look Correct. at Le- long list. Well, mm. you look at Legato, who's been, this has been the grand final, the set play 
since forever yeah, for this horse, much, basically. Yeah. And she was $4, as much as $4. And now you're getting $8 mm. on the day. And she hasn't done a thing wrong. So um, good return over 1,400 metres. Then she went to the Matamata Cup over the mile. She made a group one winner in La Creek look absolutely second rate. She's flying. I just, yeah, this has been the set player the entire time. I'm going to stick with her. I, I think she's a ripper. So I'm going to one by three Legato at the price. Are you looking at eight bucks? Yeah. Dollars, which is double those futures odds that I've prefaced. I don't need to add anything more, Nick. She's been prepped for this. Mick D goes up there for the ride. He knows her really well. She's just a dead set winner too. Draw middle of the line. There's been no real reason why she's 8.50 now mm. when you've been asked to take $4 the whole time along. So, um, yeah, it's... I'm with her, and we haven't even spoken about Amelia's jewel. Are we happy to put a line through the last run? Um, no, I'm penning her here. She can win, but I think she's way too short. If she's $4 on Betfair, that's an angle I could play. I'm really keen to play in the race because she's holding up um, a percent, 20% of the market, and I don't really – I think she should do, be $10. Do you, think, you, do you yeah. think she's not good enough? I don't think she's as good as the market thinks she is. Mm. Um, but do you think you think she's, she could be good enough to win this race? If others perform at – their best, in my opinion, I don't mm -hmm. think she'll win. Right. No. So she, yeah, you don't think she could possibly be the best horse to come I think Kovalika's got yep. more talent. I think Legato's yep. got more ability. So yep. if they perform at their peak, I don't think um, she'll win. I just think she's under at $4. Yep. I'd mark her close to 10 I'm petrified of the Japanese horse as yeah. well, boys. Would you, yeah. like, I know you just touched on it. I don't even know how to pronounce the name. I'm going to go with M. Obambarumon. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go, go with that too. Yeah, I go? <laughs> I've got more chance of pronouncing the trainer's name correctly. But Off you go. The, the figures... Figures <laughs> from overseas, and I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm some Tokyo guru because I'm not. But the just the figures from the data stuff that I use look pretty scary but, as well. And so they're bringing it over. Just so. if you're playing wide and quaddies, that's certainly a runner I'd be keeping 100%. safe. 100. Um, Maps well, one on a soft track. If the rain comes around, you've got to be wary. And even Galleron's got Group One solid Group One form back. Um, that run behind Caddy and over a mile um, on the sixth of May. That's decent form as well. So it's two hundreds like. Mm. I've actually added a piece at 200, so it's <laughs> now 126 that's, I'll lay off. Thanks for letting us know. It's <laughs> it's right. still, still, still a price there. Um, that's all we'll look at for Sydney for at Rose Hill Gardens on the weekend. Before we get stuck into the Flemington card, we've got to head to what caught my eye. And Tommy, you've been you've been everywhere, breakfast with the bests, perusing all the race courses. <clears throat> you might pop up at Witchy Proof this weekend. Who knows? What do you got for us? Well, I was going to put the shorts uh, as what caught my eye, the news article there, but you stole that for the lay-bin, and rightly so. Um, this could be a lay-bin as well. Streamers at Mooney Valley, yeah. straight after the Cox Plate. You don't know what happened to no, you. Well, I was on the way in from St. Arnold. So <laughs> as soon as they crossed the line, Mooney Valley Race Club let, go black and white streamers. That must I... have been because Nick thought he won by half a length. <laughs> yeah. Nick's well, let him off, boys. Let him <laughs> so off. He's won. As soon as they cross the line, they've pressed the button, black and white. Obviously, there's a bit of green in the silks, but I assume they've only got two colours. Mm. So they've let off the black and white. My mate said they've got it wrong. Mooney Valley have obviously got... Then they've come out a couple of days ago and said it was for the world tote pool. <laughs> black and white streamers to celebrate. Oh. Sure. <laughs> Oh, that's one of the that's, best cover-ups nah. I've ever seen. That's surely outstanding. Not. I can't believe I didn't you, know about this. You guys need to get your our foil hats off here. Who's celebrating the this world's yeah, exactly. This is conspiracy theorist stuff. I'm oh. on very good authority from the person at the Mooney Valley Racing Club <laughs> that there's only one set of colours in the streamers. 
in the streamer guns or whatever they are, and it was for the world total. Right. The, Why are they celebrating they the world? The yeah. only, the they had only it for years, weeks, That's the only the years they've had them for winks. And so if the, she, there if was she no, got done, so there was no. Well, at least if it was, there was no talk of it happening beforehand, was there? So no, was it? So no. was it just some surprise that yeah. we're going to surprise celebrate the world total? Yeah, and, and expect a, and expect everyone to know. Such a weird thing. Expect to everyone to know that it was. It's not even good for. That's four or five percent more takeout. And expect everyone on track to real to it's, know that it was for that and not for the colours that might have been by a horse that got beat by that. <laughs> amazing, <fight>. amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a strange coincidence. Yeah. Would have been weird if um like Fangirl won. Yeah, black and white. Yeah. What's going on here? I had the pink streamers loaded up for Lem Picker actually this week <laughs> <laughs> when we had the, the Lem Picker pool. I'm going to let streamers in the show when we pick something <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, hey, boys, let's head to Flemington now, which just looks to be a fantastic day. I think it's 19. No need for shorts on Saturday, boys. We can wear our chinos or suit pants, whatever. Tickles your fancy, but good for rails in the true. Just looks a fantastic day for racing, Tommy. Brilliant day. Hopefully the track plays well. No reason why it shouldn't. Um, yeah, let's get stuck what's, into it. What's the wind doing? Anything? I don't know. I think okay, it'd be that's okay. Good. Um, no, I, I don't think there's a huge okay. amount of effect from the wind. So <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Look at that wind. Do the old Matty Lloyd when he gets yeah. out there throwing the grass. Oh, wind the... sock in the producer office. I'm going to walk down the driveway and do the velvet sledgehammer. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> We're way down the driveway. Right, right let's go. It doesn't yeah. have a big so... effect at Flemington. It does have an effect down the straight. Right, so okay. if there's a headwind down the straight, that's when you've got to take note. <clears throat> well, let's kick things off. Race one, the Group Three Carbine Club stakes for the three. Olds run of a set weights penalties, sixteen hundred meters. Uh, Perfect thought won the race last year. Fangirl in twenty twenty one and Crosshaven in twenty twenty. Uh, speed looks pretty solid here, Tommy. Just uh, bringing up the yeah, map KZ now. Leads from yep. critique probably. Uh, Ursa, influential just in time. Probably sitting just behind that. Uh, where's Brave Mead get to? Well, it depends on <laughs> Jamie Spencer. <laughs> you just uh, don't slay money. <laughs> Might think it's up the straight. Um. <laughs> Barrier five, we'll just camp there, will he? Yeah, well, um, best horse in the race, right? I like it. I oh, I love the fact that, has he been boned? <laughs> yeah. Was Bloodstocker just sacked Zara and yeah. put Jamie Spencer on He's here? probably on a retainer oh, to come over. Zara is elected to hop off, I heard. Mm. And recommended mm. his good mate, oh, Jamie it. Spencer, oh, to take the ride. They're good mates. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it, the fact that it just adds a different element. If Jamie Spencer gets caught three wide, no cover. and Next thing you know, Zara's pumping up inside him to keep him there. Yes, and Mark Zara, <laughs> Mark Zara pumps up, keeps him wide, wins the race. Ha- have they cut their nose off to spite their face? So you reckon Australian look Bloodstock. outside the two, you reckon? Mm, <laughs> All, yeah, nice. Oz Bloodstock done it, do you think? Yeah, think it's I do. Cool? Yeah. I he doesn't. He doesn't. I, think, oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. It wouldn't be the first time they made absurd decisions. I mean, they did pot a trainer uh, when they brought a horse from overseas in a voice recording. That oh, got that's leaked. right. It's yeah. not like he's. Yeah. It's not like he's hopped off and hopped on a ten to one shot. Like he's hopped on a horse in this is Zara in He Man that was strong late. In so the, in you're saying Craig. Zara's cool? I think could be. Oh, okay, so he doesn't know for sure, but he him. thinks it might be. Yeah. Well, it's not the first time he's hopped <laughs> off. He hopped off Griff too. How'd that work out? <laughs> so. <laughs> well, that's an interesting one because I'd argue he didn't hop off it and he was locked into the other one already. So we're st- yeah. Okay, so can we? But just- you wouldn't be you wouldn't be locked into Brave Mead or He Man going into a group three. That's so all, all jockeys being even here, what are we like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with uh, He Man. Um, big jockey change. No, um, no I, I think now this is I mentioned what we talked about at Rose Hill on the seventh of October when it was fence and run. Now. 
I've tipped a couple of horses that were fencing runs, so I'm a little bit cautious. He-Man's one of them. It was fencing run back, got snagged back from a wide barrier, ran some really good sectionals, fastest final 600 and 200 of the race there. Will eat up 1,600 metres. His record's fantastic if you take out that straight track 1,200 metre run. Up to a mile, I think, um, three three starts ago on that listed race at Eagle Farm, we ran the fastest 10.8642 of that race. I think it'll eat up a mile here. Um, barrier two is perfect. I'm confident he'll run very well. I think he's a horse to beat. I'm with Brave Mead off that. I'm siding. Um, I'm sticking with him from uh, last start, Reese, uh, where he was too good over 1,400 metres. It was a great ride by Mark Zara to get out and hit the line strongly. Fastest last 200 metres of that race. Um, the map is a little sticky, but providing Jamie Spencer can get some cover, I think he's going to be strong and suited up to 1,600 metres on the, the big surface of Flemington. Just, I've got a line through. I think <coughs> Kaisad's a midweek Sydney horse. And I've got He-Man coming off a $500,000 well, Saturday race at Rose How's Kaisad turn the tables on Brave Me? I don't think it does. And he's worse off at the weights as yeah. well. So yeah. I, I, I don't I'm think penning Kaisad. I agree. That. Probably I agree. probably if Jamie Spencer rides it. Ugly. <laughs> Influential is the fly in the ointment though, isn't it? Because it's good first up win at Kembla. You can't never knock the super maiden forms. That's the old adage in racing. Chris Waller's... $60,000 super maidens. Chris Waller, he's got the Chris Waller tax on mm. as well. He's won this race three years um, in the last 10. Three of the last 10, he's had Fangirl coming through and Kermadec. I don't think Influential's either of those yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. But it's not as strong a race as some of those years either. So got I'm wary of Influential. He, he did get a little bit hot in that, for, in that um, previous preparation since being gelded. He still looked a little green, didn't he, finishing off at, at Kembla. So you'll need a proof. Yeah, that, I, I agree. So um, I'm I'm keen, brave Mead and He Man second for me pick as well, Tommy. So I can I'm, certainly see where you're coming from. I'm leaving the race alone, but I'm annoyed at Tom because when <laughs> He Man ran last start in Sydney, you were all the rage for end cap, and I said, oh, how about He Man? He said, nah, it's not going much good. Uh, there's not many figures in here that could see it running mm. well. And now all of a sudden it comes to a group three and you're siding with it, saying that it ran the quickest last six, four and two in that listed race at Eagle Farm. You shit-canned it when I asked about it, and now you're all for it. <laughs> so Off one run. I am. We don't keep, I am. We don't I keep think... receipts here. Oh, I've got a good memory. <laughs> you, do, you do have a good memory. So I was keen Macarena that day too, yes. so I backed yeah. Macarena. I've got a good opinion of Macarena. Charge late, ran good splits last start. I, I think this is a weaker race. Okay, fair enough. I think Brave Maid's beaten mid-weakers. Yeah. Um, It'd want to be a weaker race because it was 30 to 1 last yeah, start. Yeah, I think it is a yeah. Hey, let's head to race two, which is the Group 3 Archer Stakes, 2,500 metres, last chance saloon to get into the big race on Tuesday. Seven acceptors, <coughs> tactical affair. Um, there is just a lot on the line. We've got Interpretation, who obviously won the Bendigo Cup yesterday, fellas, slots into 24. Then you've got... The following horses in order of entry here, Ladies Man at 25, Athabaskan at 26, United Nations 27, Calipor 28, Mostly Cloudy 29. Um, United Nations looks the clear leader in the race and then, yeah, it's tactical outside of that. Tommy, what do you reckon? I'm against Athabaskan at the price. I think it's too short. I can make a case for a few in this race, including uh, Ladies Man, Mostly Cloudy. Um, how's the form through the St. Ledger? I was pretty keen. Uh, Cleveland... Friday night, Mooney Valley Cup. So the, the form through the St. Ledger, won by Land Legend. Um, Cleveland runs second there since won the Mooney Valley Cup. True Marvel beaten 15 lengths in that race, came out and only beaten three and a half in the Mooney Valley Cup. Raging Bull was beaten 10 and a half. He's since run second. Apache Bell was beaten 22 and a half lengths and since won. <laughs> so the form through that race has been pretty good. Mm. Calipool ran third. Uh, I think he's very likable here. 
Oliver, Barrier 1, saves ground. I think he's the horse to beat. Athabascan ties in through Cleveland, but I just think too short at the price. And most of Cloud is the other one I can make a case for. So I'm bullish colourful. Ah, uh, yeah, no, bet race for me. There's, I don't think any of these should even be running on the Tuesday if they won. No. And you want emergencies. Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> well, Ather I don't want interpretation to miss out. Athabascan. Ter interpretation, sorry, interpretation could miss out because a horse like mostly Cloudy could get in just by winning this race. I don't think that's right, in my opinion. That's fair. Uh, Athabaskan, it was just Halloween came early in the Mooney Valley Gold Cup for this horse. Um, <laughs> That's in the Labian too, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. My street's all about it. It's wholesome, I think. Um, but each to their own. Um, look, he had a tiring regal power just falling into his lap. Nowhere to go. Looks incredibly well placed here in a small field. And yeah, I, I've got him on top. I know you can sort of say, well, mostly cloudy, um, you know, through the Bart Cummings and had his, had his measure and... Um, but Athabascan was back and wide and I thought had a, you know, had a more difficult run in transit. So, uh, I'm pretty keen. Athabascan, I think gets it done, gets into the cup. Good luck. Thank you. Uh, race three, it's the group three Furphy sprint for the mares, 1100 meters. It's our first look at the straight for the day. Um, was this race was won by Asfora from Veron Scover and Sneaky Page last year. My speed map, Tommy says heaps. <laughs> I just wrote heaps. Love it. <laughs> you can, uh, you can. There is a you, lot of speed. You can extrapolate on that if you like. There is a lot of speed, um, and for that reason, so we got start from out inside to out. Starlight scope, South of Houston, H two O, hypothetical red card, going to the ball, all have speed. There could be a charge for the Light Brigade down the straight. Interesting to see what part of the track um, they get to come race three. Uh, with this, all the pressure, this reeks of a split almost, doesn't it? Oh, I hate splits. Oh, I hate splits too. No, particularly works. early in the day when they're trying to find what might be best. If they split in the first straight race and then the outside division finishes in front of the inside, well, then they all just start going outside. Yeah, <laughs> when you've got vice versa. When you've got speed drawn either side, mm. it's a. It's well, a that's what I just wanted to touch on quickly. Is as much as the speed galore, it's a straight race, and I find no matter really how much speed there is. They don't, there's no crossing, so no one has to kick up and actually make someone earn a spot. So they actually don't yeah, end up going I that agree, quick. They, they run it at a, a good speed, but it's not frantic because everyone just stays in their lanes. And it's also great from a backmarker's perspective because you're not they're, eight they're, pairs back. Yeah, they're close enough. You, you, yeah. can, you can stay in touch. Yeah. That's a good point. Sorry, Tom. Keep no, I, I totally agree. But that's why, for that exact reason, I look for horses with a turn of foot because they can smother up and get a smother crap. real over top of them. <clears> I. I didn't tip Len Picker last start, but he got me the quaddy, so I'm happy. I'm not jumping on him today, but I am with him here. Um, yeah. Has the ability to run fantastic sectionals. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> you just put me off there. Uh, she, yes. Um, Len Picker has the ability to run fantastic sectionals. She Three backs, she ran the fastest 8.642 of the day. Two backs, she's run the fastest 800 and 600 and 200 of the meeting. Last start, she's run home at 11.40. That was the fourth fastest 200 of the day. So she's got an ability to run exceptional late sectionals, and that's why I like her here. If they do go hard, I think she can finish over the top of them. I can't work out why she's longer odds than the four she beat last mm. start. She's come up $18, and I don't think it's that strong a race. You've got Rose Quartz, yes, ticks a lot of boxes, <coughs> loves a straight, loves Flemington, loves the 1,100 metres, box ticker, drawn 
barrier one. It could be. That's, you never know. It could be a negative. You don't know. Um, and then Dancing Alone is the other one. Oh, synthetic hoof filler on first time down the Flemington Straits. an interesting one. I think Limpick is great value, and I'm happy to be with her each way. Yeah, look, I'm, I certainly agree with all those facts and being with her at last two, but um, I, I really like backing horses that had previous exposure up the straight. I think it's a massive thing and can quite often you, you can watch the race and then the record will be spoken about afterwards saying, oh, this horse got a great straight track, straight track record. So I'm going to go right down the bottom here with South of Houston, who is pretty lightly raced, only the five starts. She only missed the top two once. Yep. Um, last start winner up the straight. Now, all her last three starts have been on soft tracks, but they were soft five, so close enough to a good four. She's had two solid jump outs this time in. Um, Jai's been there to trial her. She's drawn middle of the line. I think she'll be somewhat some of the speed. I just think it wouldn't surprise me. She's obviously just proven that she, she goes very well. She's, you know, maybe not going to be proper stakes grey, but as you said, Tom, it's not a, a really strong race. There's a couple of mares up the top that are maybe out of form, and then there's a couple that are coming through the grey. So Len Pick has won... Apart from last start, I'd won two benchmark 70 races, mm. the two starts previously. So it's clearly not that strong of a race. Um, and I just think that the the Price Junior team would have this filly pretty close to going um, really well first up. So at an each way price, I was happy to be with her. Yeah, I'm siding with two here. Dancing alone is the first uh, mare I'm siding with. It's just flying, I think, for Bryce Hayes. Comes through a high rating 78. That went 11.1 lengths inside benchmark. Billy Egan's drawn wide here. Um, she's been a key speed influence the last two starts, but she's shown versatility throughout her career as well. So she can take a sit behind if that speed um, is flat st stick. And further more to what you're saying around straight track form, well, she's ticked that box mm. as well. And then I'm going to back Lem Picker too, who's just flat out airborne. And the market, I, I think spot on, Tommy, yeah. is just disrespecting her, to be honest, mm -hmm. like putting up 20s. Um, Blake McDougall has been the key to this girl. He's four from four on yeah. top now. Yeah. He's like he he's gone with her in terms of um, that form. So um, she'll be ripping home late behind a very strong tempo. The straight track form is the query, but at twenty bucks, we're not diving in at something at three bucks to to knock straight track yeah. form. It's twenty bucks. So uh, I think yeah, she has to be a bet um, off the last couple of starts. It's not like Dancing Alone's been winning Group Three races. She's coming off a benchmark 78 win as well. We, I know it rated well. We, and I, I like her, but um, I just can't work out the price for Olympic. We speak, a listed win. we speak of jockeys. Um, obviously, we've got no idea what happened, but B. Shin goes on Rose Courts and jumps off dancing yep. dancing alone. There might have been more to it, and, and he was already um, locked into that ride. So you'd, I know Billy's going very well, don't get me wrong, but you'd have to be a little bit of a... You know, he's not B. Shin, that's for sure. So that's an interesting one. Yep. That is very interesting. No, Carrying some weight. And yeah, I looked at... Not as, if, not as Shin's ridden Rose Quartz in the past. Well, either, so. it, but it might have been... It wouldn't surprise me that Beg was on the front foot and knew that Mickey D was going to Sydney. He'd obviously been locked into the Golden Eagle and had obviously good jockeys yep. lined up well and truly. Yeah. And Bryce might have just been a little bit behind on that. Yep. Hmm. Uh, race number four, it's the Group 3 Rising Fast Stakes run under handicap conditions, 1,200 metres. Straight down the eye, diddle diddle. Uh, Argentia from Triple Missile and the Astrologist in last year's edition. Speed here, well, Najim Sahail looks the clear leader. Um, busted up last time down the straight. and uh, <laughs> You have not got over that. <laughs> the still won't, ever. Um, <laughs> then you've got the likes of uh, General Bow from Inside Draw, uh, Chain of Lightning, Gravina, Crosshaven. They'll be thereabouts as well, Tom. Yes, um, I'm with... Triple Missile, huge mm. jockey change here. Um, I don't want to keep talking about it, but... But I do. But Jay McDonald going on is huge. Barry 2 is a little bit of concern, but this horse loves a straight. She was fantastic in a good guy. 
Um, get back, charge late, great turn of foot, loves a straight, loves 1,200 metres, ticks so many boxes, and I just think he's the obvious here and happy to be with Triple Missile. Um, I'm going to jump back on So Majik. Just, again, I go back to straight track form, and that's where her best form is. 1,400, obviously, was just the wrong setup for her last time. She was disappointing. She was well on the market. She's been well on the market all her runs this prep, and before that, she was not far behind Star Patrol, which obviously ties in with Star Missile. So you can make a case for it at a good price. Missile, yeah. Tim, Cl- Yeah, sorry, Triple Missile. Um, Tim Clark goes aboard, probably never ridden her before, but he's a top-class jockey. Um, and she might be drawn best part of the track. You know, obviously it's going to be a watch and see with these these straight races. But um, what's you th- the price difference there between so the two? She makes, roughly, she roughly makes triple missile one kilo better, but I think the jockey change makes up well and truly for that one. Triple missile, you're looking three ninety four dollars, yeah. and then same as you, you're looking eleven dollars. Yeah, so um, yeah. I don't know where don't know where she's at. Same as Sorry. Don't know where she's at. Just don't know where she's. Oh, good sorry. The, she was yeah. good in the girl guy, but she's yeah. still she's doing some makeup. Yeah, you have to you have to put a line through the. It's either either you think yes. she's going no good, or you have to say, well, clearly fourteen hundred wasn't the right decision. Yeah. Which yeah. I can understand why they tried it because it was mare's grade. But um, I think the runs before that were fine. She was she pulled quite hard first up behind Benedetta, and then she was really solid um, against Star Patrol, um, and obviously ties in with Triple Missile. So um, and I, and she's won up the straight before. So I just thought the price. I'm happy to be each way. Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. Triple Missile. Uh, I thought to the eye, Triple Missile was terrific in the Gill Guy first up, beaten one length by Star Patrol. You've spoken about the jockey change. Um, the sectional data didn't totally back it up for me. So I was thinking, geez, second up, we know how good Triple Missile's second up record is, runs some really good figures. Um, I just thought they would have come home much harder given the lead speed in that race. So that was something that I sort of questioned. But going back through, looking how triple missile profile second up mm. loves the straight james mcdonald on who's got a terrific hand of rides across the day for derby day as you'd expect for a premier jockey like him uh i, I can't not be with him so triple missile for me as well in the rising fast gee you'll be sick if spacewalk wins won't you oh, yeah. <laughs> let's give up <laughs> spacewalk 1200 don't know they've got to try something doesn't win over much needs a suck run where it gets to from that barrier i don't think Gets that oh yeah, it's, it's got yeah, a short sprint. Yeah. he would drift in the market, but it's just I, I'd love to, to see. Yeah. I'd love to see. I'd love someone to have a camera on Nick if Spacewalk does happen to win. <laughs> yeah, you won't want a camera on me <laughs> and all that day. Uh, race five, the Group Two Wakeful Stakes for the three-year-old fillies, two thousand meters. See one of the key lead-ins to the Oaks next Thursday. Willow, he was able to complete the Wakeful Oaks double just two years ago, um, and Zenzella won last year's edition of the race. Uh, Tom, is the Oaks winner here? I hope so, because the back tail I missed. But, um, yeah, I think Zardozzi's the horse to beat. I don't have a huge opinion of the race. Um, obviously ties in through a few of these. The Edward Manifold. Zardozzi won that really well. Good uh, turn of foot, around 11.60 home. It's good going. Final 200 metres, six fastest of the day, if you don't mind. So mm. hard for anything to turn the tables through the Edward Manifold. Connor Sana ties in through Harlow Miss through the preview. Um Connorsano was going better late. Harlow Mist has since gone to Sydney, run a short, have a short trip and run home okay. So those you on top, don't really want to get too carried away at the price. I'm going to spec one at a price, which I usually do, sub-rising. And this is a filly that's just desperate for this trip. She's been great her last few. She ran, she wasn't far behind. I was as 
was Empress in the Jim Maloney, um, and then she was basically in an impossible position behind um, Zadozi, two back. And then she was great again the other day at Caulfield over 1,600. Every run this prep, she's just been hitting the line, hitting the line, getting back, hitting the line. If somehow Jamie Spencer can have a midfield, just off midfield. Is that a big if? Well, at least, <laughs> least I don't have to worry about him getting near the fence. I'm, I, I'm glad he's on because he won't go near the yeah. fence, which is good. Um, he'll give her room. So <laughs> she, he, he might need, he might be the top rider for this type of filly. Um, you know, strong rider, over she ground. Um, obviously the price suggests she's got to have a huge turnaround on Zadozi, but you're getting closer to 20 to one. So for a filly that, for most of these that haven't been out to 2000 before, um, I'm really keen to see her out at this trip. Yeah, it's hard to put holes through any sort of double figure price when mm. they step into 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm, I might be just a complete fool, but I think Sartosi is one of the better bets on the program. Um, regardless of the price, I, I think it's I think it's about right, given what we saw last start yeah. through the Edward Manifold. Mm. Uh, I might be on my own in that camp, but it just looks poisoned. Um, perfectly poised to step up to 2,000 metres. So um, nice 1,200-metre Warwick Farm trial between runs. Um, the Edward Manifold was run at an even tempo. She had a lovely run in transit. Um, I love the way she just picked up Savage the line, fastest last four and 200 of the race, six fastest last 200 of the um, day, as you mentioned, Tommy. So um, that included Dane Hill and the Gill guy. They were on the program. Mm. So she eats up 2,000 metres. J-Mac goes on. I, I, I can't see how it isn't a bet. They all run 2,000, so they don't, don't they? It's no, it's a really yeah, good goal. And but you can imagine if you, if you spoke year. to all the connections, even the ones with 100 to 1 pops, they'd go, oh, she's just been looking for this 2,000 metre trip <laughs> yeah. until you find out after the race. Oh, no, she wasn't right. That's what they tell <laughs> the owners anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of just being a huge week, uh, before we continue on with the latter part of the card, Tommy, we've got some pretty big things going on at Betfair over the next few days. Did you want to talk about? We've got the Melbourne Cup show, obviously, on Sunday. Call of the card as well on Monday. Yes, so call of the cards, 12 o'clock. Monday, there's still a few tickets available, so you can go and buy some tickets. Uh, I think both of you might be in, a, in attendance. So that'll get a, Sharpies, that'll boys. Get a few people that'll there, get a few people there. I, I RSVP'd and said, not on a table with our Goodwin. Thank you. Fair enough. <laughs> that's that's a fair call. Week, table enough. Only. That's a fair call. It's hard uh, enough putting on with the Thursday. <laughs> so 12 o'clock Monday, it's going to be huge. We've got four bookmakers, a lot of uh, punters and sharp minds in the room. Some talent. I think Damien Oliver's going to be there. I think Holly Doyle, Mark Zara might turn up. Um, um, he can after this spring, so that's good. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great day. That's Monday. And then we've got a Melbourne Cup show 12.30 on Sunday live. So stay tuned to the Betfair Hub. And you're subbing YouTube. us out, apparently. Well, apparently we, asked, good we asked you both and you said no. This is so. why emergencies are so good, because I've been a late withdrawal this morning. So hopefully there was an emergency. Yeah. You've, got a, you've got a horse running. Yeah. yeah. Good Mornington. luck. Good um, one out there. I think they've got James Cummings in, actually, for yeah. the show. That would probably make sense. <laughs> like well, for like. We both wear the accrued. Tune in 12.30 Sunday for that. Andrew Hawkins, Shane Chilio, myself, uh, talking all things Melbourne Cup. So we'll go through every runner and uh, some recommended bets Beautiful. there. You did great to work through that, Tommy, with us. I know. Just you guys. a side conversation. Yeah. Apologies. I'll just, I need to sit there that. and I'll talk to the camera and you take a chat. <laughs> Time to look at the quarter legs. Race number six, only a nine-race card at Derby Day, which we didn't touch on either. Uh, it's the Group 1 Coolmore Stud Stakes for the three-year-olds run to set weights 1,200 metres down the straight. In secret, a huge winner last year, Home Affairs in 2021, September run in 2020. Uh, 
this is just a, this is a mouth-watering race, isn't it? It's such a great addition. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see the angles. There's many angles you can take in this race. I've got a couple that I think will be vastly different to yours. Uh, Tommy, how do you see the race unfolding and where are you playing? Jeez, oh, uh, I don't know where to look. Speed, Salui, lead, osmosis, maybe? Osmosis. Um, I think there'll be about eight of them across the track, I'd say. Yeah, they'll be charge, charging There won't be straight. too many too many sort of jostling. Like obviously, there'll be a few wanting to get cover, but I think a lot of people will just want to have a clear run and let the, horse, yeah, let the best horse try and win. In terms of who I'm tipping or how to go about this race, I mean, Cylinder's probably deserved favourites. Um, comes from Everest. It was really good run in the Everest, um, just beaten over a length. Looks the right form. He beat Iron and Stoffel first up. A lot of people said he was a bit plain there. Cylinder, when he beat Iron and Stoffel, um, both probably weren't fit either. Iron Stoffel's run well since. Um, the thing that I look at there was Cylinder had a clear SP favouritism that day. Um, so you've got to be short in the market here. Got to be favourite. He's a quality Quality Colt. Is this his grand final? Or was the Everest his grand final? Um, interesting one. Blink has come off as well. So that's an interesting one. Shinzo through the Everest as well. Warmed up later. I didn't think he was too bad, Shinzo there. Um, synthet synthetic hoof filler first time, which is interesting. In fact, like the um, like the uh, Golden Eagle, there's, what is it, eight horses with gear changes mm. heading into this grand final as well. Um in terms of bets, I think King's Gambit's the value in the race. I know he got beaten by a couple of these. Uh, like and, straight? I liked his trial the other day. I didn't mind it. I think, did you hear the people talking about the piece of paper on the track in the first up run? Did you hear that? No. Yeah, so they were talking about King's Gambit getting, um, my mate Dan Watling was talking about this on one of his shows. Put a um, line and Gano, They were talking about, I think Gano raised it, there was a piece of paper on the track and it put, King's Gambit off and everyone was laughing at him and then he went back and showed the tape. It was too fresh there. So I'm putting a pen through that run. So in it wasn't the of, paper. Well, it might have been, but he's <laughs> just raced fresh anyway. Um, I, I think the experience, his jump out in the straight was really good. He's another had fence in run on that day at Rose Hill. So that's a little bit of a concern, but I think his value, I think he had that SP profile over Archer, Nacho and I'm unstoppable there. He's come out one since. I think he's the horse with the most upside in this race. His last start win was outstanding, really. Yeah. And then he's probably being priced eight fifty off that start two back down the straight, which is why I'm just treading carefully and not going near a non-proven straight tracker. I just don't know where to go. I'll have something King's Gambit maybe, and I've had something Salui at 50s as well. Just brings a completely different form. They've always had a big opinion of this horse, so I would expect that at 50s, and I can give a chance to Cylinder, I can give a chance to Stipati, um back from the Caulfield Guinness I just want well. to, before I get into my horses, I wanted to ask you about that. How do you, do you think any of the Caulfield Guineas horses, mile back to 1,200 can win? And also Tis Invincible is another one a mile back to 1,200. Like it, historically they can't. I don't they think, just don't. I don't think they can run well, but Vincible, they don't. I don't think Tis Invincible has the ability or the upside mm -hmm. of a few of these. Yep. Um, I think she'll need to probably run at a peak, and the others will need to um, regress. regress a little bit. Um, yeah, I I do. What have we got the gear change for um, Stepati? So Blink is on back in trip. I don't mind that setup. Mm. He's a very good horse. I can see him running really well. So you're happy. To, so what did you think of the Caulfield Giddies run? He was there to presented to win, didn't win. He just didn't get the Maybe. trip. 
He might. Right. Yeah. Okay. I just, well, he might. Interesting. I just think he can get the trip. He oh, might. He might be a better sprinter. Yep. And you see these. Oh, I just thought they were talking Caulfield Guineas the whole way along, and yeah. he was going to eat up sixteen hundred and maybe even further. I thought at one yeah. stage there. Yeah. I thought the heavy sand might have had him right to go to the sixteen hundred. Anyway, yeah. it's. I just interesting. I just said historically they they can run well. Atorius was one, yep. but they just don't win. I yeah. Feel. Yeah, I agree. I. Oh, he's got to be in the mix. Blinkers mm-hmm. on it intrigues me. I think he could be one of those horses. You see these horses with the flashing light runs all the time. They're really strong at the shorter trips yep. and they extend them and they just yeah, don't yeah. have that no, same thing. Mm. So maybe they got it wrong. You don't oh. know what you don't know. No, that's right. It's the same as the, the Phillies in the 2000. Yep. They all run 2000 until they don't. Um, Shinzo, I'm really keen on him. Uh, yep. You speak of that jump out the other day, which had V8 in at King's Gambit. He, I know jump outs are completely different, but he, if you watched it, they basically all finished in a line. J-Mac was dead set, double wraps on him, and he was swinging through the line. And I just love what I saw. Um, Cornwall Colt, he'll be dead set set for this. Like, this means everything to them. This is what the race This is want. more important to them than an Everest. Or a Golden Slipper, even. Yep. Like, the Golden Slipper was great, don't get me wrong, but this is what makes yep. Stallions. J-Mac on. He's drawn four. King's Gambit's drawn two. I think he'd be right on the back of King's Gambit, which is going to give him the suck run to wherever he needs to go. And we know J-Mac, he just wins these good races. Mm. Waller wins these good races. What do you make of the gear change, synthetic or filler? Uh, yeah, from my point of view, that doesn't make much drama. All it is is he might have ripped a shoe off at some stage. He's taken a bit of hoof off, which the nail couldn't go in. There's, if yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. hoof, the nail can't go in. So it's just a replacement. It's just a bit of basically white glue that consolidates and it's something to put. The, so the shoe stays on properly, basically. Yeah, I feel like it's almost a bit of fake news, the old synthetic. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. As it's, I said, I think I've concussion maybe... Concussion plates, or that's it for me. Concussion plates are a different thing. You've much said different in the past. Thing. Yeah. You've actually seen it as a positive because yeah. they've worked him out. Well, Potentially. yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I've if I've got a Angles. horse, mm-hmm. if I've got a horse that turns up, and I'm like, because I know what I'm, well, I think I know what I'm looking at. I probably don't. If I <laughs> see a horse that has got a bit of hoof missing, and there's a nail that isn't probably going into where it needs to be, well, I just see that as a negative. But these guys have rectified the issue that was there, yeah, and yeah. we're being made aware of it. The issue is, is you're not made aware of the issues that aren't brought to surface. So I think I take it as a positive. Concussion plates are a bit different, but again, it's something at least they're onto it rather mm. than not being onto it. Um, so really keen Shinzo. Um, I was interested in what you said about the mile back to 1200. And the only other one I want to touch on is your girl, Stretton Angel. Three of the last five years, Phillies have won this race. They've got great um, record. D-Lane goes to Sydney. Stackhouse jumped her out last Tuesday. So he's had a feel of her. Um, you can't knock her straight record. She's drawn 17. She might be dead set outside rail, which might be the place to be. Mm-hmm. And we start talking on the day. We start, we, if they all outside rail, we get to the day, uh, get to this race, we're going, oh, well, Sepati's drawn one, King Gambit drawn two, Correct. Shinzo's drawn four, and all the money starts coming for something drawn out wide. So it's going to be really interesting to see how those first few straight races go. Yeah. I, great discussion so far, and I love your point around Shinzo. I'm petrified of Shinzo. Got to keep mm. Shinzo safe. Um, there's... There's something that I'm sort of the angle I'm playing this race is not stuff the Everest form, but like it's because that would be ridiculous. But I'm going for a genuine set plan here. So horses that have been on this Mm. path as a grand final the entire time, which is where Shinzo, I think there's a little bit. There's a bit of ambiguity around that yep. going from the Everest to here. But I'm with I am unstoppable and Stretton Angel. So what these two lacking class on their form guide, they make up for it with a genuine set plan and ready to peak and produce a career best run on Saturday. So I'm unstoppable. I, I did mark him as one to follow after his run in the Poseidon. He'd been drawn inside at um, his two goes down the straight, found interference in the Poseidon, still got home great time, was um, flushed out early in the inferior part of the track last start in the Dane Hill, 
draws 12 this time, which is a big tick. Big winner so, from the barrier draw. Big tick. Blake Shin goes on for Zach Spain. He'll be ridden for cover, given more time to go through his gears at the 1,200. I think he can run a huge race at a good price. And then Stretton Angel, well, she's just been outstanding. That win in the Stain Hill, she was running away from Iron Unstoppable through the line, um, but she was in the best part of the track. So a um, couple of really good value plays there. She's just got a really sharp turn of foot. I did note, I, I tried to look at a... 900, <laughs> a 1,000 metre jump out from about 900 metres yeah, away on those that. horrible. Good luck with that. I'll try to even um, divvy up the times. There were two 1,000 metre jump outs run that morning and I had to compare hers to a horse called Sharubi trained by Reese Goodwin. So I didn't really know, <laughs> I didn't really know how to marry Let's them not up. talk about that one on here because <laughs> prices haven't gone up for it Saturday. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Her time was only nine seconds faster, I think. On the oh, anyway. It would want to be too. Um, I just want to touch on just quickly. I th- this is, I just think this is not ordinary. I shouldn't say it like that, but I, I hate that Zach's ridden this horse. I am stopped all the whole way through and being shit canned for a group one. And I understand you boys had spoken about there are group one riders, but the likes, the likes of Bo Mertens, Jared Fry, they're not going to, like, if, if they're not given the opportunity, they can't be group one riders. Quite as simple as that. And I think Zach's been robbed of possibly winning a group ask one. You about that. Yeah. And he hasn't, he actually, he hasn't torched the horse. Well, uh, yeah, there was obviously that argument. A few little yeah, there was obviously opinion, that but... argument with Archo Nacho that if he'd sort of gone one way instead of the other, but I mean, we've seen that with Blake on Antino. He can get it wrong as well, yeah, but no. they can all get it wrong. Yeah. But he knows the horse back to front. He's done all the work on it, and now he's just been shit canned for the grand final, which I don't like. So would you keep him on if you were training? Of course you would. What, what, are, what are the actual reasons for him being taken off? Other than, obviously, Blake Shin's a better qualified rider. There would have to well, be no reason, why. surely. It's worth that's, a lot of that's, money. That's the that's main reason. No, I, and, and I, look, I understand all the reasons for it, but I'm just talking from yeah, my yeah. point of view that I just think it's a little bit ordinary that you, you suck someone into doing all the work on it. Mm. And I mean, I, look, I, I'm, I sit in that corner firmly 90% of the time, mm. but you've got a stallion-making race and yep. you've got a no, three-year-old no, I I am Invincible Colt ready to go down the yep. straight and Blake Sheen is absolutely it, it'll just be, You just it, put the best jockey available yeah. on. But um, as I said, though, I, I understand you can put the best jockey on, but that doesn't guarantee you he's definitely getting it right. He yeah. might Because he just got it wrong on... Well, yeah. Wes, you know, it's up, to, up for debate, but he got it wrong on Antino. Yep. So yep. it's proven that no matter how good you are, you can quite simply get it wrong. We've spent a bit of time on the Coolmore. So we should. It I deserves it. It's dead set the race of the day. I cannot, is, I, yeah. This is the one I want to watch the most. Well, let's head to the feature then, the Group 1 <laughs> Victoria Derby, <laughs> race 7, <laughs> 2,500 metres. Uh, Manzois won the race Ooh. last year. Uh, High Totsu in what was an outrageous training performance in 2021. And the great living legend, Johnny Get Angry, in 2021, <laughs> the race. Has he won a race since? No, no, he's, no. At, no. he's out at Living Legends. Oh, right. Um, the trainer or the horse? Both. <laughs> Speed map. Intriguing here, Tom. Uh, didn't expect Vidad to go forward oh. last week. A lot of punters certainly didn't. Um, I don't think they do this week. Uh, I've, got no I've got no idea. Where's the speed coming from in this race? Sunsets would be one. Not that he went at a quick speed, but he'd obviously roll forward from the wide draw when he led the other day. Um, that's about all I can Sacred tell Sacred Eagle <laughs> might kick up. Tokyo Run will go forward. There'll be a few from out wide, I'd say, that'll have to press on because they're not going to want to go probably right back with the, the long run into the first corner. And there'll be a few that'll just caught that'll have to press on at some stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good luck you, working it out, though. No, you're just guessing there. It's, who knows? Um, Opinions? I, betting? I might be having a cup of tea or a 
drink after I've the... got a feeling you will not be having a cup of tea at Flemington <laughs> Races at, Flemington. at about four o'clock. If I'm having a cup of tea, you put me in the lab. You're correct. Here. You can get out. Uh, <laughs> you're in it for um, suggesting. I'll still be recovering from the Coolmore and um, I don't have a strong opinion here. I don't really care, to be honest. Mm. That's feature race of the day and you just don't care. Um, last race was the feature. Um, I'm going to stick with Gates. Uh, third up, 2,500. He's crying out for it. The Riff Rocket race last time behind Sunsets, I think they went 10 lengths above, below benchmark early or something like that, whereas the Riff Rocket race at Flemington when he was dominant, they were 10 lengths above. So two different races. Gates wasn't suited. He was back in the field. He was solid through the line. He's a Frankel colt that's looking for this trip. Um, draw's still not great. Uh, I think they'll still ride him somewhat cold, and he's just going to have to get the right drag into it. And I just hope it's an evenly run 2,500. It doesn't have to be a fast run, just an evenly run 2,500. And I think he he can run really well at that price. Um, outside that, everyone's guess, basically. Obviously, Riff Rocket can win, but, I mean, after his last start, I'm guessing there won't be too many piling in again. Can I just ask a question before I get into that? Two questions. I want to know from both of you who we'll have in the quaddy, if we're having a quaddy together. Mm. Um I'm going to have my separate one. Yeah, you have a side quaddy. That <laughs> sums you up. Um, Riff Rocket, obviously, was beaten by Sunset's last start. Apulia has since beat uh, um, Sun Source, who was lapped by Apulia as well. Um, does Riff Rocket get the 2,500? And if so, do you forgive his last run off the slow tempo race? Or well, I've, yeah. got, I've got him on top. As I said, I think he's went at Flemington to the, the, the just narrowly getting beat at Caulfield. They were two differently run races. Yeah. And it's the same argument as the Phillies. I mean, they all run 2,500 metres until they don't. Well, they, they all will run 2,500. Some will just run it quicker than others. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think, I, look, I do, I do think he'll run 2,500, particularly yeah. in his age group. I think he'll be fine. I think he's proven that he's a quality horse. And I think it was, yeah, he popped out at the right time the other day at Caulfield. He looked disappointing. But they were still... They like, went so slow. Exactly, like they were both oh. still building through the line, I feel. This is where I think you've got to work the race out, is what yeah. do you want to side with? Do you want to side 14 days between runs out of a absolute farcically run race at Caulfield? Or do you want to side with... Seven day backup, fast run race, Mooney Valley. So that's where my thinking's been. And at you're for with this. the Pulia or? And I'm with Vidad. Vidad off the price. The race. Yeah, yep. out, out of the same race. Yep. I, I think I want to be with someone who's bouncing out of a fast run race and they're hard and ready for it. Now that could blow up and they could have, a, have enough. But just at the price, Vidad's 850. I think one by three play. Like his form's been outstanding with excuses, this prep. And you can can continue to make excuses for horses, but this has been the target in mind, hasn't it? So ran Griff to a head three back, struck interference with race shape against in the guineas, ridden upside down last start in the Mooney Valley Vase. Look, that race went 10.3 lengths inside the class average to the 600 and shouldn't, shouldn't have been leading. More effective, ridden colder. Um, drawn soft with a bit of cover. If he's bouncing out of that, I think he runs a big race and can turn the tables on Apulia, who had the run of the race last week given and you look at the SP profile a bit different. Does do the trainers, and this might be a question for you, look at that going into this race and said, the favourite here, Riff Rockets, three weeks between runs or two weeks between runs, we've got a fitness edge, it was a slowly run race there. Do we take the race by the scruff of the neck, inject a bit of tempo, use our fitness and our edge into this race on the quick backup? Uh, to an extent, I, I'm really strongly against the dad. Because he's five runs into his first racing prep, yeah. I don't, I don't like that at all. I, yep. I don't know what the record is, but I don't reckon there'd be many Derby winners that are five runs into their first racing prep and win. Yep. Um, I, I, so I sort of see it the other way. The Mini Valley race, they've gone that hard that it's been a, a strong, 
not busted them, but I don't think there's a whole lot left in the tank, yeah. in my opinion. And I did read a tweet that he didn't eat brilliantly the first night, but dad, mm. which don't get me wrong, a lot of horses do that. They don't all eat up. Um, I think there was a little question mark whether they were definitely accepting even, but they have accepted. Um, so I'm actually probably against both of those in a way. Not that I'm going to be laying them to any extent, but I'd much rather be with Riff Rocket because, again, you I think... that's a better setup? Well, I just think Chris... I'm not saying Chris Waller's going to be better at placing these horses, but Chris definitely knows what he's doing. Yep. I think Riff Rocket's had a pretty good setup, and I don't mind him coming out of a fast school run race into three weeks. Don't I don't think Chris Waller's going to be going there and saying, oh, yeah, he might not quite be fit enough because he's come out of a fast school run race, and I've only had three weeks to get him ready. Sorry, two weeks. Yeah. I just don't think there's an issue there, in my opinion. And the flip side of that is then you've got to take 220, don't you? That, so that's look, the, I think that's, that's probably the, that's the, the thing. That's the other part. I think that's probably the, the part. dad, you're getting 240 yeah. plays. What, yep. what I'll say as well is I might have might have made a call yesterday to the, name to the yard of Bit dad of name just got some insight and just going very well this right. week. So very worry. well. So don't worry about the okay. eating up. Right, nervous. well, that's that's going great. That's great. But well. it doesn't matter because Gates is going to win. So if, <laughs> he comes from a whole... He's only third up. He's probably maybe the freshest horse on if the scene. If you trained a horse in this race that you were 99% sure bred to eat up this trip, would you go hell for leather and just say, catch me if you can, inject a bit of speed, do what the sweaty spirit. spirit... What, what, what I would do is actually probably do a history run to see how how these derbies have been ran previously yeah. because I do find sometimes horses of a young age that are at this trip for the first time can sometimes overdo it. And, and, and as I said, there's probably, no one's really going to want to push too hard into the first corner, but if all of a sudden there's a line of six, then there's going to be pressure created yeah. for the first mm. half mile. I would probably, in my opinion, take the med, like, especially if you drew wide, you take your medicine and let the race unfold early. And then maybe let your horse, if he's a proper stayer, just let him build from the half mile and and, and maybe put yourself into the race rather than the rather than do it all early. If it has a turn of foot. Yeah. Mm. If it is oh, a slow yeah. down race and he gets that suck from five. And well, we, we saw him at Flemington. Yeah, correct. We saw him at Flemington. And the leaders have started it's, to fold. He just popped out and went whoosh and yeah. ran some of the quickest sections of the day. And to answer your question at the start, I won't, yeah, I won't be getting too sexy with that. I'll be taking the top five in the market. Mm. With that's Rocket that's Apulia, for Dad Gates and Sunsets. I think you'll find yeah. your winner in amongst there. Yeah. If there's a squiddy spirit or whatever it was good luck to him yep mm. something comes out and beats but me. I, I'll just, I will I'll just cop that what i will say is a, a race run like that will test out what who is actual who were the actual stays are yeah, yeah. if a farsi run race will test out who's going to be at the back end of 25 and yeah. it would probably sort some of these out let's move on now boys to race number eight the group one empire rose stakes for the phillies and mares run under weight for age conditions 1600 meters ice bath won the race last year Geez, it's an outstanding edition of the race this year. Oh, it's an absolute minefield from a betting point of view for me. I've got a bit of an idea, but very low confidence. The speed here, Tommy, looks hot. Um, barrier draws haven't been kind to some of those in the market. They've been drawn out wide. Um, you've got the likes of uh, Road to Arataki in 10, Pride of Jenny, 17, Wishlaw Lass, 11, coming to Deny Knowledge in 7. Um, Princess Grace 12 it's it's a tough speed map to work out here <laughs> it is interesting isn't it because yeah. tonight knowledge didn't lead too back when you liked her oh. <laughs> place um, <laughs> just, and then she's come out and run 16.6 legs faster than group one class benchmark last yeah. start 
She's flown a lot. I reckon yeah. she slept well that night. <laughs> oh, I, th I actually think her run to finish sixth was pretty oh, good, 100%. given how far she went. I think that's you, what I mean yeah. by she broke some of the other horses' hearts. Yeah. So there's a few that got over the top of her, but a few that were knackered as, as she was. Nick Kent might have to wake her up Saturday morning mm. and say we're going back to yeah. the races. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wish or Lash ha Lass has spray speed, but there's a lot more pressure here than previous runs. Prior to Jenny led the Group One Turak. Um, no option other than roll forward potentially. I'm proud of Jenny. Rode Arataki led last start, but probably landed there more than yeah. intent to be there. Keeping the race. Um, slowly run race, smaller field. Alcohol free, handy from the draw. Life lessons and other that may work, work forward from a sticky draw. A lot of speed, a lot of pressure here to be a truly run uh, race. No fillies, interestingly enough. Mm. So um, mm -hmm. I'll let you go first. I'm just going to do what I usually do and go a bit of value. And a mare that probably hasn't won in some time, but it's going to get... can't accuse you of tipping favourites. No, that's right. Oh, well, that's not what I'm here for. No. You boys do that because you oh. land on the same data horses. Oh, <laughs> anyway, more secrets. Um, you can mix her right in with a lot of these horses. She was good, really good, hit the line behind Renaissance women, Woman last start, which is obviously in this race too. She was great behind Espiona two starts ago with a tissue. Um, so she sort of mixes in with some of the, the top form here in these mares races. Ollie goes on. He'll probably go out with a bang. Um, I just thought at $26, I'm probably going to have something edge on her and what's a, a really open race. I mean, obviously, alcohol-free. Looks like she's hitting her straps now. Yes, Princess Grace was disappointing at $1.60, but you're only going to go back two runs. She's going with Mr. Brightside. Hope in your heart. Always gets back, runs on. Um, there's, there's just a lot of these mares. It, it, it's, it's a typical mares race where if something won here at 21s, you're not going to be that shocked. Oh, I love it. They all, yeah, they all tie in. Um, so I've just gone something that's drawn low that's probably going to get a suck run and is, is probably over, oh, not overpriced, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to have something it. edge winner, yeah. What we do see as well is the, the beauty of these genuinely run races. They get their chance. Yeah. And we've seen that in the yeah. big group ones, haven't yeah. we, over the last few weeks? And I don't think this is an exception to that at all. Um, my on topper is, and I, I, I don't think I'll bet, but my on topper is Princess Grace. Um, she's been competing in genuine group one weight for age contests. Um, she comes here off a bit of a freshen. She ran Fangirl to 0.3 of a length in the Winks, ran Mr. Brightside to 0.4 of a length in the Memsey. Second last start at a very short quote, perhaps has got punters just a little bit I'd wary. I'd say so, yeah. But uh, did she have excuses well, the, the, throughout that run? Like perhaps. The, the, the so, only thing I'll say is she's ran second to Life Lessons and Life Lessons ran second behind Amelia's Jewel to start before. Mm. So... There's a tie-in of some, at least some decent form. It's not as if Life Lessons was a complete surprise and didn't have any decent form on the board. I think she's probably been, yeah, like 160 last start. And now you're getting... Tara Tucky came yeah. through in there and won. Yeah, the kicker right. for Princess Grace is she's drawn 12 with Jamie Spencer on, so I'm sure she'll find some cover. Which one's the bigger knock, the gate or the jock? Uh, nah. Come we... on. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know what, weirdly, my concern, Princess Grace looked an absolute good thing there, weights mm. and measures. Mm. Mm. They needed... In a day and age where horses are starting at dollar thirty for fun, she, w I expected her to start at dollar thirty, dollar forty. She was one sixty. Yeah, dollar seventy on. Yeah, dollar yeah, sixty yeah. SP. Yeah. 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 So, I was a little bit hesitant. I went into that race a couple minutes out. I was a little bit nervous that she wasn't a dollar forty, mm. um, given that so many good like red cards started at dollar thirty. Yeah. Cross sake. Yep. Um, Whistle last Barbie's Fox and Foxy Freed around the trifecta in that vase at Caulfield on October fourteen. Barbie's Fox traded dollar one. Bit fair there, loomed up, looked a good thing. She's so gutsy, Wishlaw Lass. Wishlaw Lass, yeah, kicked, won that well. Wishlaw then won at Mooney Valley, again leading throughout to win. More pressure here. She's racing well. Just different task here. Um, Flemington, with a one kilo weight swing and the more pre more pressure, 
confident Barbie's Fox can turn the tables on Wishlaw. Um, she did beat Hope in Your Heart in the Epsom, but Hope in Your Heart meets Wish, uh, Barbie's Fox four kilos better from that Epsom as well. So wow. you've got to tie in Hope in Your Heart. I'm against the Tristark form. Um, Penning wrote to Arataki and Shuffle Dancer. Princess Grace obviously ties in through wrote to Arataki as well. Alcohol free, we haven't mentioned. Mm. Um, Seems to be really coming along now, doesn't she? Everest form, finally hitting some mm. form. So I've priced the race. I've got alcohol free, Mark favourite. $5, hoping your heart's seven. Barbie's Fox, $8.50, a big overlay there. Gee whiz. Give her a much better chance in the market. She's about $18, so I'll probably back... Barbie's Fox, a tissue ties into all of these as well through Hope in Your Heart. Grand final trainer, grand final horse. Alcohol free is probably one of those speed influences that isn't going to find trouble. And just lobs there, doesn't it? Opie Blossom can sort of pick and choose what he wants to do. She went down swinging in Sydney, didn't she, her last run? It was the first time she sort of really showed some fight and you could not like her from where she was. So I'm going to return the question at you in a moment. I want to know your quaddy numbers for this leg because it's a big leg so my price is in order I've got alcohol free favourite I could potentially back alcohol free but with little confidence Barbie Fox might play in the race each way Um, I'm having alcohol free open your heart Barbie's Fox a tissue Princess Grace um, and I might to Tommy Nine. Mm. <laughs> no, that, that's the quaddy. That's the quaddy. Just answering you. You asked about the quaddy. Well, it's in the sheet. Look how many bets. I he's did got see in the that sheet. actually. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. they had to make no, more rules for putting, you. I just priced the market. I uh, thought it must have been his best bets when he used to drag them out. I yeah. could potentially have a couple down the bottom, but they're my main four or five for yeah. Princess Grace. I got marked fourteen dollars. I might be against Wishlaw Lass at the sixteens and one. I'll put her in the quaddy. Yep. Excellent. Uh, let's head to race number nine then, which is the Damien Oliver. Um, group two handicap, 1,400 metres, formerly the Lynn Lithgow. So, um, look, there's no interest like self-interest here. A couple of my absolute favourites have won this race. Osborne Bulls back in 2018, Kemal Passer in 2019. Some great names there, boys. Um, speed here, Tamer Lane looks the clear leader from one um, and gets a very similar setup to last start. Um, Tamer Lane, Tommy, I, I'm intrigued to see if you've got more pressure when it comes to the map, or is it just a sit and control job here? On yeah, Tamer Lane was one of the better bets on that day, just because she mapped leader in the last. She mapped to get Gee, a perfect... rode her well, didn't he, D-Lane? Yeah, he did perfect. just enough, and then kicked at the right time, and left enough in the tank late. Perfect ride, mm-hmm. summed it up beautifully. Um, McDonald on, there's not a lot more pressure, no. She'll, I, she, I'll potentially save on her or back her as well. Tamerlane. Um, Have you got here to shock outside? Him, sorry. Yeah. Uh, here to shock's the pressure. Yeah, yeah handy. Um, I keep thinking Tamerlane's a, a female for some reason. But, um, yeah, Tamerlane's got to be in the mix. I am backing here to shock. Now, this is a horse that started the same price as is today in a Group 1 last mm-hmm. start. This is in a Group 1. Um, there's not a lot of... There's two chances, in my opinion, that are big dangers in Tamerlane and Valana. I don't give much of a, a chance to a couple of others that are in the market. So I think Hitter Shock's a great bet. I thought he got held up at a crucial stage around the bend there last start, and he just wasn't the same horse after that. Go back two back. He ran Antino to a dollar, uh, to less than half a length. It was a great run. $11 in a Turak. He was well-backed, 16s, 211s there. Yep. I can make a really good case. He's the map horse as well. He just camps off speed. He'll be in the finish, in my opinion. So I'm backing here to shock each way. I could save Tamerlane for sure. Yeah, oh, look, I'm not going to add much more to that. I'm with here to shock too. He's super consistent now that the boys have had him for a while now, um, apart from his last run, but there's clear excuses in a group one. He's going to map to be right on speed. As you said, he, he, he pushed Antino all the way to the line at Sandown there. So... Um, I think he's well over the odds. I don't think he'll start single figures by the time we get to the day. 
Yep, I'm uh, siding with uh, Tamerlane as well, boys. So certainly not making Tamerlane a loser. Um, and then I'm actually going a little bit wide here. I'm with number 15, Lord Vladivostok. So bringing some some of the uh, time-honoured Murray Bridge Gold Cup form. So he returned at Flemington um, really well. And then in the Murray Bridge Gold Cup, he's got a long way out of his ground. He has paid three bucks that day. I know this is tougher here, but he's going good this preparation. Big price, worth a bet. Great to see T.O. Nugent back in the saddle. Um, getting a big ride on Derby Day. I love when Adelaide trainers bring horses over for the Flemington Carnival. Mm. They generally I think they've go got a, good, they a pretty good record. Right. Yep. Camel Pass at 21 to 1 this race four mm. years ago. He's done his history. Yep. Smoking Joey won this race at a huge price. Gee, we're going back a while there. I'd back Smoking Joey. Yeah, was, Chris Simons yeah. went on him. Was, was that back on Chris Simons? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Dear me. Yeah. Last thing, got, me, got the quaddy home. So, Smoking yep. Joey. Been good. What a horse. Been good to me this race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been real good to me this race. Uh, that's how I'm playing. Um, that rounds out the card, boys. Good job. Oh. That was, uh, yeah. Big glad, we got, Yvern, glad we got through. You weren't a caramel latte after this race for sure. Uh, let's head now to take on me with Jackson Oldham, who got rolled last week with Prowess, Jacko. So he likes to put his money where his mouth is, and this is what you can take on Jacko with this week. Uh, take on me this week. It's Derby Day. How are we getting things started? Nice and early. Race one, the Carbine Club Stakes. I want to lay number five, influential Chris Waller, James McDonald. Waller has had a few very nice winners of this race in the last 10 years, Kermadec coming through and Fangirl. But because of that, I think we pay a bit of a Chris Waller tax in the race. Every time he brings one down, they seem to be overbet. Uh, that was pretty evident with Pungo last year, started south of $4 and has gotten beaten, beaten at Mornington Moey in benchmark races this preparation. Cavalmo went winless in nine starts until it was retired um, post-Carbine Club including a ninth of nine, beaten 12 at Bow Desert, and Adana, who went winless in eight starts post-Carbine Club until winning a 78. So although Waller can bring down a good one, he can also bring down an average one, and I think that's what this influential is. Its ratings are nowhere near Brave Mead and He-Man. Uh, I thought all the first preparation was pretty basic, resumed with a three-length three length win at Kembla Grange, but the form through that race seems very, very plain, and... I thought he looked more like a hurdler. Uh, so $4.20, top price available, I thought was way too short. But if you disagree, you like Waller, J-Mac, I'm going to put up 500 at $5 on Betfair. Race one, number five, influential. Thanks, Jacko. You won't have to wait around too long to find out if you're winning or losing on Saturday. Uh, boys, we'll go around the table. We'll get our perhaps our bests and our next bests. You can get all of our unit plays up on the screen now as well. Saves us going through all of those. Um, so you can write them down off that. We'll start with you, Tommy. What's your best? Yeah, um, it's hard to nail a best on such a big day. Good luck to Jacko. That's hard to do, putting money where your mouth is and doing that. So respect there. Um, Race one, I'm pretty keen. Heyman, uh, one unit win there. Um, triple missile, very keen. Limpicker's a stupid price as well. So Heyman, Limpicker, triple missile are my focuses, horses of focus at Flemington. Um, here to shock as well. And in Sydney, we haven't talked about this race for number two, show high. Um, having something on this horse on the back of two really good trials. Uh, so my best, I'm going to go to what I think is the race of the day, the Coolmore. And I think Shinzo will show us who the real Shinzo is. Um, mm. Really keen on him, particularly in each way play. I think he I think he just finds himself finishing in the top three. He's going to have the back a of... slipper winner ever won a Coolmore? Uh, it's a good question, isn't it? Not in recent it's a good years. Question. They haven't won a race. Mm. But uh, <laughs> J-Mac and Chris Waller, they're and probably the two that are going to get it done. Um, and then next best at an each way price... <laughs> 
although all of mine are each way prices. Uh, Gates, I think he's um, been trained to the minute, third up, 2,500, Frankel Colt. He just needs to get clear room from the half mile and he will definitely stay the trip. Yep, my best of the day, and I, I may I may regret this trusting a filly for the first time over 2,000, is Zardozzi. I just think she is going to really appreciate that 2,000, in the words of Reese Goodwin, until she doesn't. And then uh, my next best is going to be... Um, a bit of a, a one-by-two sort of play, and that's going to be Legato in the Golden Eagle. She, just absolutely prime for this. Um, $8.850, I think, is a bit of a steal, considering we spoke about $4 all-in markets pretty much all year. Do you reckon he'll claim the one by two play as well? He no. claimed the one. He came up with the one by three. It's a when, rare one when, by two play. Whenever he has a winner, he just says he had fifteen units on it, <laughs> so he'll change it for every oh, likes. If, if I did on Lem Picker <laughs> that day, we wouldn't be here. I would have retired from the show if I had fifteen <laughs> units, especially when a unit's worth a mil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gamble responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you lose more than you win. Um, <laughs> Visit the boys, been a, been a lot of fun. Um, it's been big. Luck. Yeah, it has been big. Yeah, uh, big good luck heading to the track, Tommy. Uh, have you got run? What are you doing across the weekend? You got runners, um, or are you going to be? Yeah, we're just we're home? playing at Royal Packenham Saturday. Terrellgan was transferred to Packenham. Okay. Is this the one that trialed the other day? Yeah, Nick's, Nick's let the bloody cat out of the bag there. Yeah, um, okay. I'm not mentioning its name. No, okay. we'll, we won't worry about that. I'll right, keep that to we'll myself. To, I need re- I need a dollar. I'm can, eating the wallpapers off the wall at the moment. They um, can rewind and yeah, listen. correct. Uh, Sunday Mornington got a couple going there. One first up that I think is going quite well. Probably Ali Rock. Kicks off over 1,600, staying there. She's going to probably be ripe for second up, I think. But I think she's still going to run really well. Not taking any to Flemington? Uh, no. Might be the only no. Hopefully, Victoria, yeah, hopefully in the next five years I might have a runner there. But uh, we wouldn't bank on it. You've had a winner at Flemington. And I'll be calling that. you out if Zach Spain doesn't Sandy. ride. I was saying there, wasn't it? Oh. It's nothing like Flemington. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even there either. All right, boys. That's enough. Let's go home. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back, as Tommy mentioned, on Sunday. There's the uh, Bet Fair Melbourne Cup show. Then next Thursday, we'll be previewing Champions Day before Oaks Day. Uh, all the best and we'll be back in your ears next week on Layback with Betfair. Welcome to Layback with Betfair. Joined by the A-Team, we're back. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.